Hello, and welcome to Dare to Know, interviews with quality and reliability thought leaders. I'm Tim Rogers, and today we have a special interview recorded by Fred Schenkelberg in January 2016 at the Rams Conference in Orlando, Florida. Fred's guest for this interview was Les Warrington, Principal Consultant at Ops a la Carte LLC. Les has been dedicated to reliability and its benefits for over 30 years, working in a variety of roles as a designer, manager, researcher, academic, trainer, and consultant. His experience includes 18 years with the Royal Air Force in the UK, senior fellow at the University of Warwick, and Director of Reliability at Research in Motion. Les has jointly developed and delivered a highly successful quality and reliability Masters of Science program. His work has included delivery of high-technology products under challenging circumstances, minimizing customer risk through novel assurance and warranty programs, and generally applying reliability methods to a wide range of problems. For further information, please go to www.lwcreliability.com. Fred talked with Les about his consulting work and his range of experience in the military, academia, and industry. Let's join Fred's interview with Les Warrington. All right, welcome to Dare to Know. This is Fred Schenkelberg, and I'm sitting down with a, a longtime friend of mine, actually, Les Warrington. Les? Hi. Hi, Fred. All right, so we're at Rams, and there's going to be a little bit of background noise. I think we're going to hit the end of a session here, so we might get some traffic, but so bear with us. And, but Les, I don't know, you asked me at the start, you know, what, do you, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. And I think I listed, like, three careers and, and a variety of different activities and things you did. It, um, let me ask the starting question, though, is, is you've run programs, you've taught in university, you're consulting, um, you've written papers and presented, you've done all kinds of different projects and work you teach. Uh, even today, you're still teaching the CRA prep course kind of thing. Um, how did you get started in, in reliability engineering? Well, okay, I didn't have a choice. So it was ordained or something that you, thou shalt become I, a reliability engineer? I, I was uh, an engineer in the Royal Air Force uh, okay. in, in Britain. And uh, they manage your career. Uh, they, That's uh, true. It's supposed to be, you know, develop your career. So uh, you, you have different work experiences from uh, uh, being in charge of uh, all the maintenance uh, uh, and, and flight safety for a squadron of aircraft right. um, to have uh, management positions um, and uh, uh, one career move uh, was to a little team uh, that uh, was uh, responsible for uh, doing reliability analysis to make recommendations for uh, requirements for future projects okay. um, and so uh, there were uh, uh, two uh, officers and uh, four um, senior non-commissioned uh, uh, engineers, and uh, we were it. And so we uh, learned on the job, we went on courses, right. um, and uh, gradually honed our, our skills. So we were, we were influencing the future of the Royal Air Force. 
and I moved into a second position where, which was in procurement mm -hmm. uh, in the Minister of Defence where I was then working with industry to in the future of the, uh, the military equipment. Well, I often go to the Ministry of Defence standards concerning reliability. My yeah. favourite is the reliability case. Yes, was, are you familiar? That, that was the those? era, and so we, that was one of the things we developed. Okay, and so I'm going to pursue that a little bit. It's completely. I didn't realize you were involved, or, or you know, we're in that time frame when those yeah. things were being developed. But the, the when you're working with a supplier or a vendor or contractor, and we often give them a set of requirements. Yeah. Said, Make it this big, this color, this size. We want it to last this long, things like that. Yet the. The ability, we're expecting them to design to meet it, the reliability requirements and just do it. And sometimes we use demonstration tests or other do this test and then we know it's good. And that's not always possible. No, that's right. And, and uh, I, I uh, you know, I'll say instigated uh, a, a move away from that and, and uh, uh, you know, recognizing that the more reliable uh, a product is, the more expensive the uh, a demonstration test would be. Oh, certainly. Uh, so you're spending more to, 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 uh, with less risk, and, and so that's, that's counterintuitive. And, and so we started to uh, seek uh, more open and, more, uh, and allow more innovation in that management of risk. Right. Um, and and uh, one of the, the, the cases, um, we, we, we wanted to, uh, we were procuring, um, new transportation vehicles uh, uh, to to, uh, uh, to to move uh, not not um, cargo containers um, but uh, flatbed which, which anything could be loaded on and it'd be offloaded in the field uh, but 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 um, uh, you know the, the, essentially they they were commercial uh, style vehicles mm -hmm. uh, that would do a lot of road. Um, uh, driving, right. um, and, and and so uh, we explored the uh, opportunity to integrate into that road network of uh, support of vehicles on the road. So if they broke down on the road, uh, you know the, the local uh, you know, tri AAA uh, uh, comes local out. To, the local, local garage goes out to, uh, to to recover it, and so um, you know, the, the the supplier. Um, was willing to take on the um, the, the, the financial risk uh, of that, uh, so there's motivation to him. We could integrate into an existing system, uh, which was was pan-European, uh, that, that uh, uh, could minimise our risk. Right. Um, and, and, and so, uh, you know, that was the way in which we, um, uh, you know, at the end at the end of the day. Mani you know, limited uh, the risk. There were other aspects, uh, you know, within the reliability case uh, that would be in project, um, but we needed something at the end that would say, okay, and put your money where your mouth is. That's right. That's right. And that's a key part to it. Is uh, I've run into a few co military contracting type organizations that um, they only made money on the repairs, so there was counter a counter incentive to mm -hmm. making it reliable. Yeah. And it's like I. I never quite understood military procurement, and I've, maybe that's why I've enjoyed the, the ones in the Ministry of Defense. Because yeah. it was basically, the, the, the notion I really liked was that the, there's a lot of ways things are going to fail. We're not going to get it to not fail. No. It's just a matter of do they understand where the risks are, and is it mitigated appropriately, and then what's the next thing to expect to fail? And so one way I've seen it implemented is, is you just basically ask the vendor what's going to fail. 
Yeah. And how we, do you we, know? We need to leverage uh, uh, that um, knowledge, that skill set that good, a good vendor has. Mm -hmm. um, we also need to make, uh, you know, look at okay, what is uh, his incentive? Um, because if, it, like you say, it's his incentive to uh, uh, have more failures because it's more repair business, that, you know, that, that's the wrong way around. But we, we also uh, mustn't be dogmatic about it. Um, you know, you want a, you want a good relationship with, with your vendors. That's right. Uh, and so the reliability case, that whole structure, allows you to enter a conversation. Yeah. Rather than do this and it's a pass fail and it's high risk for the for mm -hmm. all parties involved, yeah. and you can start early in the program and start exploring where That's the right. risks are. And, and, and there is no difference uh, between between that and the uh, and the commercial world. That's right. Uh, that that uh, every uh, project um, is. You know, working to balance uh, the performance, the cost, the time scale. You know, all, all the functionality, the business, you know, the profit. Yeah, you know, it's 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 trying to get the the best package um, into the marketplace. That's right. Um, and, and so within the company, you're also having that uh, conversation. It uh, should be. Uh, and and it should be. That's right. Uh, and and uh, uh, in, in my own consulting business, um, you know, I have on my, my website. Uh, that, that uh, front and center. Um, I don't want reliability. It's the benefits I want. That's right. That's right. It's, it's the benefits that reliability uh, brings. So if you if you can um, bring that ethos into a, a company, uh, design engineers can understand that. Right. right. Uh, the, the project manager can understand that. The uh, finance director can understand that. And so, you know, each party may be concentrating on one aspect of the benefits um, uh, you know and obviously a, a good um, company will balance the, the, the benefits but your ability to sell reliability uh, within the company uh, and get the buy-in um, from from the teams um, is is by how well you can sell the benefits and, and show the benefits uh, and, and, and bring the customer you know what what, what what's going to make your our, our user our, our end customer what makes them tick that's right. Uh, and, and bring that into uh, the, uh, uh, the, the the requirements. Uh, and, and, and one of the companies that, uh, when I started working with them, it's a long-term relationship I have, which I, I like long-term relationships, uh, that uh, their uh, um, requirement when I uh, came uh, joined, started working with the company was MTVF. And I, know, <laughs> I, 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 know, I know that uh, what, what uh, uh, Fred Schenkelberg likes about uh, MTVF, uh, but... Um, you know what? What? What to change uh, from it? Now, um, you know, product life uh, was certainly one of them that uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I um, uh, was. I asked, to, and they agreed that I could talk directly to their customers to, to start to get to understand them. And certainly, product life was important because that affected their return on investment That's right. very strongly. Right. Um, but uh, in addition to that. Um, uh, on the, should we say, the, the, the uh, ongoing running costs, um, it's the, you know, the emergency call out to go and fix it. That's what was hurting them. Uh, and, and so, well, why not describe the reliability requirement in terms of that? Right. Why, why make it as a probability of failure? You know, okay. And so so we, we expressed it as no more than one um, uh, unplanned maintenance event per system per year. Um, and and uh, internally, we said that uh, we, we would uh, uh, do that with 90% uh, 
um, of, of systems, 90% confidence. Okay. Um, I've heard that described as the number of truck rolls, where you have to put yeah. technicians in trucks and roll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that, because it's so easily understandable as being what makes the customer tick, right. that has been bought into um, within the company, all the project managers, the uh, uh, design engineers, they understand it. They can work for it. Now, you, you can also visualize that. Yeah. You know, a prob 98% probable of success over two years is, is harder to visualize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and, and so, yeah, within the reliability team, you know, we've got the, 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 the math modeling mm -hmm. uh, to, to uh, uh, you know, translate, you know, to, 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 to take a, um, a viable uh, distribution or a log normal distribution, or if it is an MTBF, you know, uh, translate that into um, yeah. you know, what effect that is. Number on. of events per year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then, but that thing can be applied by what's your installed base, but it, it and it also applies to the single customers. How many mm -hmm. events they should expect that year? Yeah, yeah. It also is at a point where you're you're really looking at uptime and and the um, small probabilities of happening. So those tend to get harder to to visualize and, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. internalize yeah. as a designer. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and, and uh, yeah, how, when, when you start looking at, okay, on what level of uh, reliability does that require of, the, of that component mm -hmm. um, over the X years um, at life? And, and it comes out to be 99.9999%. You know, and then we go back to, you know, if you're gonna do a demonstration, you need tens of thousands of units and yep. all this extensive stress and or amazing acceleration factors and yep. it, like you said it just goes up exponentially with the the cost of proving that yeah whereas getting back to the fundamental understanding of risks and format and so it ties right back into that mm. uh, yeah. so in the in the consulting i'm sure you've walked into teams that were resistant to improving reliability they may understand that they needed to Right? They may have customer feedback or their boss said, you know, we got to fix reliability or whatever. But I mean, you've seen teams that may not. How, would, how do you approach an, uh, uh, an engagement where the hurdle is their, the buy-in or the understanding? Coming from, from their, their perspective, um, that you know, get to understand them, what's making the, the, them, them tick. Goes back to that. What's in it for me, or what's in yeah. it for them? I yeah. should say, what's in yeah. it for them, kind yeah. of approach. And, and uh, uh, you know, with you know, engineers, uh, the thing that I find make, makes them uh, them tick is they want a good to design a good product. That's right. They, 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 you know, that's that's why they're design engineers because they want to design a good product. So look at it. How can I help you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you don't come at it with, with you know, a requirement. That's right. Or um, but, here's all the things that are wrong with your product. No, that's right. No solutions. Yeah, for that's right. Yeah. Take, take uh, you know, uh, facilitating or working with uh, teams with uh, FMEA. Right. Um, Let's prioritize and focus on the ones that can actually. If you make this change, we can see. Oh, a, a let, let, let's step back back before then. Uh, I've had more uh, success with um, uh, design teams by first of all looking at what are, is the functionality that's needed. Right. And writing that down. Right. And facilitating getting out the nuance, the limits um, of th that functional uh, requirement and, mm -hmm. the, and the list of, of those things. Um, and then you start uh, looking at, well, you know, how can it fail? 
uh, and, and, and keeping it simple at that point of, of you know, it's the, it's the non-achievement of that. So That's right. if, if it's supposed to do something, then it, you can not do it, you can partially do it, you can do it too soon, do it too late, you know. So just as well. Nice and simple. But just by doing that, they realize that, hey, they haven't quite captured all the uh, uh, essence of the functionality. So that is a design aid for them. Yeah? That really is, yes. It's a design aid. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so you, know, you you then bring them uh, with you and then start looking at uh, you know, the, 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 the mechanisms and, uh, um, and, on, and, and by, by, by then, usually, they're, they're running with it. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking of one project which uh, uh, was a, a startup company. Uh, the project manager took ownership um, of the, all the actions Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to managing the actions from that uh, FMEA. That product uh, was a great commercial success. It was a consumer product. Uh, it was pitched at, at about the $150 level. Mm -hmm. It was high tech, obviously it's a startup, but so successfully that uh, the emergency services saw the benefit of it. The military have seen the benefit from it. And so it's now been onward developed um, to Further optimize it for that kind of environment, Those right? right. Um, and, and 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 that started with an FMEA, wow. and, yeah. and 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 bringing them on board, uh, they they appreciated the project manager realized just how uh, you know much benefit that there is in it, and and they ran with it. Yeah, it, the, the project managers have a lot of influence on on how their programs are run, and, yeah. and you can see if it's, if it's a reliability plan that's kept separate from the project plan that they're managing, uh -huh. the chance of success is lower yes. or, or nil almost. Yes. Yes. And if it's integrated into it and it's part of the discussion, it's, it's part of the routine, and eventually, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it where then it gets integrated, where it's not even considered a separate mm -hmm. activity or whatever. Yeah, but you can do that starting with just an FMEA. Get, yeah. get the discussion going. Yeah, that's right. Companies, as your skill set uh, develops, so you'll grow. Uh, but you don't start uh, uh, castigating people because they haven't got the PhD level techniques. Well, I just, I, you know, abuse people because they use MTBF, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> uh, and, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I used to work at uh, RIM, um, and uh, uh, when I joined RIM, they already had uh, in place very, very uh, clear and, and, and strict uh, quality uh, uh, criteria to launch the, the product to, right. to uh, um, you know, call validate. Uh, but it, it, it was the, uh, the quality assurance. Uh, of the product before it was launched, right. and so the, the defined thermal cycling tests, the defined uh, humidity tests, defined uh, drop impact test, right. uh, and on on cell phones, the uh, um, the, the drop impact test, um, you know, is is uh, a multifaceted uh, but very aggressive. Uh, you showed me a tumbler once that it was like a, a oh, yeah. repeated yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, and and that is not as aggressive as dropping it onto concrete. Um, that that, that uh, it takes multiple uh, cycles in, in the uh, uh, tumbler uh, to get to, to failure. But but what it's doing is, um, you know, it's giving a, a high impulse mechanical shock that will, you know, ripple through the uh, uh, d d device. Um, uh, and so that 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 is giving you, you know, a lot of mechanical integrity knowledge, uh, right. as, as well as the finesse 
of um, you know, have you spaced the components um, uh, well. But anyway, um, the for mechanical engineers, they were very much into and were continuing to develop uh, some very good finite element models mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to model it. Um, and they were wanting to uh, verify that against um, you know, testing. But because we were hand dropping them uh, on, on the floor, right. we're introducing a lot of variability. Okay. But that's right. <laughs> the mechanical engineers, they wanted repeatability so that they knew exactly what they were you're designing you know, design iteration you know, to, right. to get a consistent f uh, feedback. Right. So, so you know, we had two different uh, uh, objectives, um, but uh, and I'm kind of lost why I came to this. But the, but the aspect of um, uh, you know of, of that uh, validation, uh, I, I saw as as trying to bring in a good degree of variability, which has less maths associated with it. That's right. Um, but uh, uh, it, it was to, to try and replicate uh, the uh, the outside environment rather than the internal test environment. Well, the, the customers don't use our products or your cell phones according to some known script or test algorithm. No, they no. don't pick it up and push the buttons on schedule or mm -hmm. any of those things. And there is a lot of variability. Different types of users. Different sort. I, I, I asked this question the other day to somebody and, and I was asking what's the best way to test a consumer product? Let's give it to my 15-year-old daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I think uh, I, I was uh, sent a, a prototype uh, product uh, it was going to be a, ho a home consumable uh, product um, for evaluation, and mm -hmm. I wanted to um, take it apart so I could look at, it, at its internal construction. Right. But uh, uh, it, it was uh, strongly snapped together, and I couldn't, you know, press in the right place to to. Uh, That's right. To, but I, I looked at its external design and realized, well, if I drop it that way, it should pop apart, and it did. <laughs> <laughs> so you've dropped a few things oh, in your yeah. career. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would be the, uh, the most interesting test or, or validation you've been asked to participate in? Or, have you ever got to shoot at something? No, no, I, 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 I don't. Um, and uh, nor, nor, none of my projects have, have been, uh, been, the been shot test. off. No, I think right. I've done just about everything in, in Mill Handbook 810. Except the ballistic shock. Yeah, yeah and I, I yeah. had the, I did get invited to test some uh, uh, flak jackets, and it was mm -hmm. a chance to shoot at them, yeah. and, and the schedule didn't work out. So yeah. I, I come this close. But, uh, if you had any, you know, difficult things to evaluate, because one of the things you were mentioning is is get the testing to include that variability of, mm. uh, of the actual use, um, like button testing. A lot of times we set up a, a pneumatic. Cylinder that just pushes it back and forth uh, and is very repeated for, for validation. And, no and way. It'll get to a million cycles real yeah. fast. Yeah. Yet, does it really tell us something? No, so, no. I, I mean, yeah. Again, going back to to, to rim uh, for the uh, uh, insert, insertion testing of all the the connectors, which mm -hmm. we I, I've, I've replaced my uh, uh, lightning connector on my iPhone twice. <laughs> uh, you know, give me a screwdriver and take anything, anything apart. That's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah. I, um, we came up with a script uh, for people to actually do the um, the, the, the insertion. Um, it was in, different in, people, in different, diff different people, different ways. But but uh, you know, so many insertions with, with your right hand, so many insertions with your left hand. Take uh, a break, and the next person. So many insertions with your eyes closed. 
Yeah, so because I'm short-sighted, so you know, in, in in half light, I can't tell whether the connection is the right way up or not. <laughs> That's right. Well, I have the habit of you know, uh, I'll have a cell phone or something. I'm I'm reading something on my iPad. And then uh, I turn off all the lights, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to plug that in. So that's a real scenario. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But I, I do in, in, enjoy uh, uh, designing uh, tests in conjunction with the uh, design engineers, uh, because often we're, we're exploring uh, an in, a potential interaction mm -hmm. uh, with the, um, uh, the actual operational loading uh, of, of the unit. So um, with, with this particular uh, industrial electrical motor, uh, that uh, we knew that in, in terms of its installation, it, it was the controller was going to be a number of 100 feet away from the motor. Right. Um, so you've got a good degree of uh, uh, um, capacitance and, and, and kind of um, uh, issue with the, the cable length. The parasitics. Uh, pa pa the par paras parasitics. Parasitics. That's, that's right. right. Um, and, and, and so, uh, you know, how to incorporate that into um, a, an accelerated. Uh, with thermal acceleration and with load acceleration um, and, and, and with the electrical stim stimulus. You know, that, that was quite an interesting uh, development to how could you develop, uh, you know, to design a, um, uh, a test box that would simulate that 100 feet of, uh, oh, that's of right. cable. Oh, yeah. um, so, so, a long so, room. That's right. So, so, <laughs> so that, that, that was, was great. So I, I enjoyed doing that one. Another one uh, was... Uh, uh, that uh, w with uh, it was another electrical motor, totally different uh, application, but uh, um, the the, uh, the MOSFETs uh, for the uh, synchro uh, for the um, uh, brushless um, uh, motor. Motor drive. Yeah. Um, that uh, we knew, we, you know, everyone knows that MOSFETs don't like power spikes. No. Um, and, and yet this this duty cycle is on off on off on off. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it's got a lot of that that. Uh, um, and uh, in, in different environments. So, you know, how we're we going to integrate that and, uh, and coming up with a DOE um, right. on, on that one. And that one, again, was designed, it was uh, the discussion and the evolution of how the DOE and the reliability testing would help the design engineer um, uh, w was a major part of it. And the, uh, the design engineer was very much on board that he wanted that test. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It became his test, and yet it really was a reliability test. You know, and to some extent, well, to a large extent, that's where it really should be. Is is we're there to help coach and guide and, and help spot risks that we're familiar with. Yeah. And it's they're going to have to make the decision, what's the right path forward. So if they're like in the design of experiments, it's a tool that helps them make better decisions to gather the appropriate data, mm -hmm. all those things. Now I think I think we could swap stories for quite a while longer. Oh, we could, yeah. So uh, for the audience, you know, you're in consulting now and. And staying busy, doing some teaching, and a variety of different things. Um, uh, how do people? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Well, I've got my own website, uh, which has my contact information. So, okay. that, and I think I have your card. I'll, I'll, I'll probably track it down there and add it to the show yep, notes. Yep, it's uh, uh, lwcreliability.com. LWC. Les Warrington Consulting. Reliability, so just lwcreliability.com, okay. um, right. and, and, and uh, you know, I, as, as my website says, that uh, I, I'm a dual national Canadian and UK. So until Brexit, I have I can work anywhere in Europe with no problem. Okay, uh, so yeah. how, what, how it will pan out uh, after that, I don't know. Um, can work in North America with either Canadian or the TN visa, and uh, I've done teaching around the world. Uh, it, one passport or other will get me into countries, uh, and so uh, yeah. So, so I, I enjoy. You know, people ask me, well, you know, what uh, industries uh, do you have uh, expertise in? 
really the, uh, the answer is, is, is what industries can I help? Uh, and, right, and, yeah. and I know that, uh, uh, that, that every industry that I, I've called upon uh, has been uh, beneficial to, to the company. And, and, and I have to say beneficial to me as well. I mm -hmm. enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy the, the, the continual learning of technology, uh, the application of the reliability uh, uh, methods, the, be it at the uh, detailed technical design level, uh, test planning, um, corporate strategy. Um, that uh, you know, I, um, Fred, you were involved uh, to, to a degree. You know, IEEE 1624. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I love that standard as being a, a condensed framework uh, to um, identify and justify to companies. You know, this is where you can improve, mm -hmm. and this is you know what you can do to improve. Yeah, and that's the reliability program assessment. Yes, that's standard. right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. I think yeah, I know, I know where that is. I can add that to the show notes too. Yeah. So, one last question is for the folks that are entering reliability engineering, and many of the, there's a good number of them here at the conference. What one piece of advice would you give them as they are looking ahead at their career or they're getting started? What should they focus on or get started doing? I think it comes back to uh, that, that that motto that about uh, it's not reliability want it's the benefits, mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. as you as you. Um, you know, learning techniques, it's what's the benefit of that technique? Uh, how does it contribute to the company? How does it contribute uh, to the uh, product uh, mm -hmm, development? Mm -hmm. uh, with a, I mean, any, any reliability activity, it has a place within the project timeline. Uh, it has a, a need for input from people. Right. Uh, and, it, and it's delivering an output to help somebody. So if you don't recognize who you're gonna be helping, when they need that help, um, how you can best help them, right. then you've lost what reliability engineering is about. That's right, that's right. Oh, that's excellent advice. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, so thanks so much, Les, for sitting down with me for a few minutes, and we got through some of the background noise, and now, of course, we're ending, and it's really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. We'll have to talk some more, and we'll, because there's, I'm just biting into the bit here. Yeah. Right? We're up close to 25 minutes or so, so I'll, I'll okay. wrap it up. Yep. So thanks a lot, Les. I sure Thank appreciate you, it. Yep.